And here we go. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pulse of Ithaca Podcast. The local podcast for entertainment in the greater Ithaca, New York area. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Sean, your host. And joining me is my ever knowledgeable co-host, Pete. This week we'll be discussing some upcoming concerts in Ithaca and exploring a recent trip I took, camping trip I took in the Adirondacks. Also, in 10 minutes from now, we're going to be interviewing the proprietors of Exesarepas. Let's get started. Yeah, Sean. Good to be here with you. Likewise. Another another week of uh, news, entertainment, and the great outdoors. Yes. Uh, we actually have a lot to talk about this week. We do. Uh, compared to a couple weeks ago, it's kind of like the time of year when things slow down a little bit. But sure. um, so I was super excited to see that there's so much going on. Um, in Ithaca over the next couple of weeks. Absolutely. Uh, I wanted to kick things off this week with not a show announcement, but we actually have some exciting news. Uh, John Brown's Body, uh, the local Roots reggae band uh, from Ithaca, New York, just announced today that after being on hiatus for the last few years, they're actually going to be getting back together and they're reuniting with their founder and architect, uh, Kevin Kinsella, nice. who left the band. I'm going to say, gosh, it's been. I can't believe it, but it's been 20 years since he left the band. Actually, the band was formed back in the 90s. Okay. Uh, they were together for about 10 years with Kevin. Then he left to pursue a, a solo career. Yep. And uh, the band was fronted by uh, uh, their uh, by Elliot Martin, who carried the band for another 10 years or so or more. And they toured. And um, they've been on hiatus for the last year or for the last few years. And now they're actually uh, announced today that they're getting back together. Um, Elliot won't be joining them for this round, but Kevin is back with the band. And um, just looking through the press release that they that they have here, they said they're going to be returning to the stage in 2024. They're looking forward to select dates throughout the year. They're going to be performing songs from the first five classic era JBB records. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, they've reached out to Elliot. He's given their full endorsement, his full endorsement and support to all involved and is excited for this development of the band getting back together. Uh, the lineup moving forward includes musicians from all different periods of their 25 plus year history. On drums, the only drummer they've ever had and co-founding member will be Tommy Benedetti. Uh, back on bass duties, completing a wicked drum and bass combo is Nate Edgar, who was with JBB from 2006 to 2015. Uh, from their most recent lineup, John J.P. Pedronzio on keys. Nice. And uh, sorry about that, J.P., butchered your <laughs> name there. And we got T.J. Shaper on trombone. Shaper. Uh, Saxman and original member Lee Hamilton will be on tenor. And then rounding out the lineup is longtime member of their extended family, Von Gordon Martin. You may know him from his work with G-Love and Dub Hopalix. He will be <laughs> on guitar. So they actually played a couple of shows with this lineup in New York a few months back. Uh, I caught one of the shows at Deep Dive. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. I believe you might have been there. I'm not sure if you were at that one. But uh, that was they were at Deep Dive this past fall, or winter, and it was a great show. So okay. really looking forward to seeing them, hopefully on some festival stages this summer. Uh, not really sure, but who knows, you know? Yeah. Maybe some local festivals coming up here this year, we'd get a chance to see them. 
Uh, so super excited about that. Uh, going back to the early 2000s when my wife first took me to grassroots, I remember seeing John Brown's body for the first time. <laughs> and the entire festival was at the grandstand stage. Like, nice. And I was like, oh my gosh, who is this band? And right. why is the, why can I not get anywhere close to the stage? <laughs> and you could just hear the cheering. Yeah. And um, so super excited uh, to see this band back together again with Kevin fronting it. So uh, looking forward to that. Nice. Um, so yeah, next up we've got a couple of different uh, shows coming up. Um, we got some shows at Deep Dive. We got some shows uh, out in Homer, New York, at the Center for the Arts, and Homer. also the State Theater. So uh, let's dive right in here with Deep Dive. Uh, they've got a Blake Dynamite Thursday, January eighteenth at eight p.m. Um, it's uh, fronted by Mike Mitchell, also known as Blake Dynamite. He's a drumming sensation who began at age two, wow. recorded live at age seven, and what? earned. Uh, drum company endorsements by age 11. What? Yeah. Uh, he was raised in a church setting. He's developed a deep passion for music and drums, uh, leading to his study of music theory at age 12. He attended the prestigious Booker T. Washington High School for the Performing and Visual Arts. Uh, some of the talents that have uh, graduated from there are Nora Jones and Erica Badu. So he's also won 14 Downbeat Music Awards and played with Grammy winners such as Christian McGride and Herbie Hancock. He's the most of drumming. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, this, is, this guy is critically acclaimed. Uh, it's great that Deep Dive has booked him. Uh, he recently released his, or he released his debut album, Wi-Fi, with his band Rosh in 2015, followed by his third album, Time Out, in 2020. Uh, through Dolphin Records, nice. and his collaborations span a range of artists, contributing significantly to his emergence as a band leader. So Very cool. that's going to be a great show. Uh, also uh, coming up at Deep Dive, um, there is Eric Carlin's Half Dead. Uh, he's going to be revisiting the Buffalo Five Nine 1977 show, and. Um, Basically, Eric Carlin's Half Dead is a set of that will dazzle deadheads and music enthusiasts <laughs> alike with a concert series titled Buffalo 5977 Revisited. Uh, this electrifying series pays homage to the legendary Grateful Dead show held the night after the famed Barton Hall performance <laughs> uh, here at Cornell University. Very so, dope. Uh, looking forward to that. All the deadheads are going to be out for that. Um, definitely check that out. And um, again, that's uh, Saturday, January 27th at 7.30 p.m. Also coming up at Deep Dive, Southern Old Time String Band Jam Session. That's happening Tuesday, January 30th uh, at, uh, at uh, 8 p.m. And um, it's traditional Southern Old Time Fiddle Music Jam with a great groove. So you're welcome. I believe from what I've understood about this event is it's kind of like you can join in and play with the band. So Stop. If, yeah, if you'd like to, to get down and jam out to some old string time music, bring your instruments. Um, and it's hosted by Northside String Band. Uh, <laughs> I dig this kind of music. It's not something I've checked out before, so mm -hmm. I think it'd be a really good time. Yeah. Uh, so check that out. Those tickets are available at www.deepdiveithaca.com. Uh, Two more show announcements, or a couple more show announcements. One is just outside of Buffalo, or just outside of Ithaca, <laughs> in Homer, New York, uh, G-Love and the Special Sauce 30th Anniversary Tour. Jesus. Uh, this is, I, I can't believe, I feel like I'm really dating myself here, but I saw him play probably 20 years ago. 
Uh, I've seen him a bunch of times playing up in Buffalo. Nice. Uh, seen him at the Town Ballroom. Seen him at some of those Thursday in the Square concerts that they had for free. And uh, on this tour, he's celebrating his 30th anniversary. He's going to be performing Sunday, January 21st at 8 p.m. at the Center for the Arts in Homer. Um, he's known for his unique blend of blues, hip-hop, and folk. And uh, G. Love and his band have been genre-bending pioneers since their breakout in 1994. Uh, yeah, their latest album, The Juice, co-produced by Kib Mob, Keb Mo, is a testament to their evolving sound, infusing traditional blues with modern pop and hip-hop influences. So he's, he's featuring collaborations with artists like Robert Randolph and Marcus King. The album balances personal and political themes, emphasizing positivity and unity. So, um, G loves dynamic stage presence and innovative music continue to captivate audiences, making this anniversary tour a celebration of remark of his remarkable three decade journey in music. So Dude, that's amazing. Yeah. Really cool. The center performance arts does a great job with their shows up there. Uh, it's just a short drive down the road. Right. So, uh, I'm hoping my friend Mark comes and picks me up and drives me out to that. So <laughs> this show is sold out. So if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, uh, just show up. And uh, see which, see if you can work some magic. So can happen. <laughs> <laughs> nice That's what I plan to do because I did not get my tickets yet. So. Awesome. All right. So next up, uh, but there's a couple shows coming up at the State Theater. Uh, we've got Big Head Todd and the Monsters. That's Thursday, January 25th at 8 p.m. at the State Theater of Ithaca. Uh, also, Band of Horses is playing mm -hmm. February 3rd at 8 p.m. Uh, reserve seating $35 to $55. Um, so definitely check that out. Those tickets are available at statetheaterofithaca.org. Nice. So, all right. So up next and finally, we have a couple of under-the-radar events here. Um, actually, we, yeah, we have two. This <laughs> one is actually uh, Mark Maynard is going to be playing at Bike Bar, and I did not write down the, rate, the date for that. Do you remember what he said when we were talking with him yesterday? No. <laughs> yeah, it's better that we not guess. Yeah. But uh, check out the, the bike bar uh, socials. I'm sure there'll be an announcement on there. But Mike Minard is doing a solo show there. Uh, he, you may know him as the front man of Scuba Jerry. Yeah. Uh, and they're actually playing a show up in Syracuse on January 29th at Funking Waffles. So yeah. if anyone finds herself uh, up in Syracuse uh, or wants to take a road trip, check them out. They're playing Monday, January 29th. Very cool. So... We're doing something a little bit different this week. We are. Yeah, normally uh, we, we cruise through the events and we talk about some outdoors, but um, you came to me last week, you said, I really think we should try to profile some local businesses. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first place that came to mind was Ixies Arepas, okay. uh, who many of our listeners may already be familiar with. Right. But we're actually gonna dial them up. We're gonna get Ixie, the founder, on the phone, and she's gonna answer some questions for us. So let's go ahead and uh, get this dialed up here. Here we go. You've got mail. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Russ. This is Pete and Sean from Pulse of Ithaca Podcast. How are you? Hey, Pete. I'm good. I'm here with my wife, Ixie. Awesome. Hi. Hello. Hi there, Ixie. <laughs> We're doing great. I just wanted to thank you both so much for taking the time to come and get on the phone with us. Yeah, thank you, guys. Um, Ixie, I've been a big fan of your uh, food for quite a while now. Um, definitely filled me up at some festivals, giving me <laughs> some really good comfort food. So thank you so much. Super excited for your new venture. And... Um, 
me and Sean just had a handful of questions here for you, so we figured we'd just get right into it. Hi, Sean. Hi. Yes, of course. All right. I'm ready. All right. Okay. So, uh, Peace starts off. Yeah, so just can, <laughs> can you give us a little bit of the background about how Ixies and Rapas uh, came about, and how did you go about choosing the particular menu that you ended up with? Well, uh, you know, arepas is like our comfort food for my culture. Um, and it was very, you know, easy for me to come with a menu like that. And my friend Agustin came to visit me once. And he was like, hey, he called me randomly. And he was like, hey, can you make me some arepitas? I have some, <laughs> some hours off. And I was like, sure, come over. I will make some lunch for you. Nice. Um, you know, that was a, a part of my life and and we were going through a lot of things and, you know, I was having like rough time. I was very depressed and, you know, he came and shop with his, he always smiled and bright, bright room and we are sitting on the table and he was like, hey, what do you think about <laughs> we can do with some money? And I was like. I don't know, what do you want to do? And he was like, well, I have this money here and I want to give it to you in order like, to do something about it. I was like, oh, about what? Like, you know, like, I feel like the arepas is going to be a good thing. Like, <laughs> you, you know, like, you are happy when you're making arepas and you're feeding people. So, like, okay. let's do it. <laughs> Great comment. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's how this crazy world of the arepas starts. That's um, that's amazing. We start to do grassroots. We start doing grassroots that that like three weeks after this decision. And um, wow, you know everything that started like sorry that came together really like, fast. <laughs> it came really really fast, and I think the most fast decision was because Ross was being part of, of these festivals and and grassroots that it takes like three different grassroots that is two in Chakori and the one in May and one in October and then the grassroots here in July and I was like wow this is a lot of time that you're gonna be away so. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so and let me ask let me ask you this then how did you go about going from doing the kind of pop-up tents in the trailer to actually getting into a food truck wow so that that that, that was fast for me because that experience and grassroots I remember Augustine Faye is moving our flat top three <laughs> times. <Yeah. laughs> he say like, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> and if we're doing this, I need you to give me wheels. Yeah. So I love Lego. So I start like one day I'm sitting in my living room after grassroots, like that week that, you know, you're feel defeated and you're so exhausted. Right. And I'm seeing my, my, my Lego set and I was like, oh, I think I can come with this idea. <laughs> So I built a trailer with the Lego set, and I called the guys like three days after I meet with Ross and Agustin and say, okay, this is what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, we went next day, that is a Saturday, and we went to this uh, in driving uh, trailer shop, and I just saw it, and I was like, there it is. So this is what we're gonna do. And of course, I was having all the trailer design in my brain, and these two poor guys were just looking at empty trailer. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that was a, an amazing trailer. We call it Pepe. Uh, our fish passed away that week in grassroots. Um, our fish was with us. It was a, a goldfish. Five years with us. Oh, my gosh. Rest um, in peace. And we were like, okay, I think 
the Tyler shop, so it is an indication. This is Pepe, and uh, let's put a Pepe. And um, we start using this 360 open trailer <laughs> with an amazing kitchen and doing more festivals. And then we went to the Westy, and they received us like with an amazing open heart. And nice. um, we did our debut there. Um, it was challenging because when it got October, it gets very cold, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. that you have a 350 degrees fryer next to you, it is not hot enough. <laughs> right. So for the last year, for 2023, we were like, wow, so what is next? Because it was a lot of storms, <laughs> a lot of roof to put in and out and a lot of way to drive to North Carolina to Raleigh for 16 hours with a storm behind us <laughs> for eight hours in a row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was very challenging for me, and I was like, okay, yeah, it's time. Um, our friend Babes Burger, uh, friend Frank, he got his amazing food truck, um, he, uh, his food trailer, actually, and he called us and said, hey, check it out. And um, it was very amazing go and see his trailer and getting out of there he said to us like you guys should think about this and um, working with him towards North Star, the owner of North Star say hi to us like, Hey guys, how are you guys doing? It's amazing the trailer, you guys should call the family from Waffle Frolic and that's how we decided to go to this trailer because the Waffle Frolic family, amazing, beautiful family said to us like You guys should have this, like, yeah. take it. I want it out of my garden, so <laughs> you guys And three weeks after, here we are, <laughs> doing this. <laughs> That's great. Very and you cool. guys have been open through the winter up until this week when the extreme uh, weather kicked in, right? Yeah. So. Yes. Below, below, 20, below, it's below zero, definitely no good deal. Very right. cool. So I have a, uh, actually a two-part question for you. Uh, what would you say is like the most popular items on your menu? And do you have any personal favorites? Yeah. So... Uh, The plate will be my favorite because it is, means a little bit of every person of my my family, my grandmother, my sure. mother. It has the flavor of Augustine's. And, you know, seeing that combination at the beginning of the, the first question, uh, sitting in the table when he asked me for the arepas and mixing with his carnitas, it was like, wow, I guess uh, we can do this. Yeah. And it, it reminds us of, you know, our family. As an immigrant, you know, you left everything behind and, and like that feeling of being home for like five seconds of bite, it was amazing. So, yes, I guess that the play because it brings all the flavor of the love from both of our sides. Okay, very cool. That's amazing. Uh, I have to say my personal favorite is the, um, is the shredded pork arepa. So, with the plantains. <laughs> yes, I <agree. laughs> Yes. <laughs> with the plantains. With the plantains. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, let me ask you this now. Um, you've, I think you've talked a little bit about this already, but what have been some of the biggest challenges that you've faced over the past few weeks in, in, in terms of, like, running a food truck? What kind of challenges has that presented for you, and how have you overcome them? So, for us, we were just, <laughs> well, this is a beautiful example. The first day that we opened, my 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 friend, my person, my right hand, I say, hey, my love, could you please uh, cut some tomatoes? You know, it's our first day. Um, 
She's amazing. And she got an entire case of tomatoes. <laughs> after, 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 I realized that she got the entire case of tomatoes. Saying, My love, we're not in a festival. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I think that was the very first challenge, uh, like uh, minimizing everything from feeding 2,000 to 5,000 people to three people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Day. We just had three people the first day. Yeah, I and it was very funny seeing all those tomatoes like well we can we can make a sauce <laughs> right, right. And, and i guess that's a challenge uh pretty much every time out right you want to make sure that you minimize the waste but that you have enough food for people so i see how that could definitely be challenging absolutely yeah yes and the water uh minimizing that you don't have any running water like <laughs> we do have a running water but you we don't have a big tank a waste tank so like being very conscious of how much water we need to use and like how many dishes and like absolutely thinking about recycling and the compost and like mm-hmm. it's been it's been it's been very interesting but I think every day is been better and been better. That's amazing. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um so you actually kinda of like touched down on this question I had for you guys, but like um like could you walk us through like a typical day? Uh, in life running like, like your business like like all like you, you touched on like the challenges you, you 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 could face but like do you have any more examples of that oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> you can say something around you yeah yeah. Sure. yeah no totally yeah yeah <laughs> <My> facility manager <laughs> I come, yeah. I, come, we came, I came up with my title on the facility the plant facilities manager so, there you so, go. so what is that making, for what, making sure everything is, is operational and running right and, you know, um, all the lights are going, and you know, you're, you're maintaining. We're, we're running a restaurant, but it's in a eight and a half by sixteen foot trailer. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, that is a professional kitchen. It's it's great. Like we're really happy being in there. But yeah, typical day. You know, um, we get there pretty early. Ixie really pri- takes a lot of pride in making everything fresh. Sure. So we're usually there like pretty early in the morning, getting opened up and making sure the water is running, it's not frozen, or if it is frozen, pulling out the emergency hose. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, turning on the heater a little bit until we get the the flat top going. But then, luckily, once it's going, that trailer's pretty well insulated. It could be 125 degrees. Yeah, (laughs) you guys look cozy in there when I've stopped by (laughs) a couple of times. (laughs) Yeah, so oddly enough, you know, one of the... In the beginning, before we got into all of this, one of the foreseeable issues, Ixie's biggest fear was like, oh, my God, how am I going to stay warm in there? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Now it's totally warm all the time. Yeah. It's not a problem at all. But then, um, you know, we we cook everything in there. So, you know, a typical day is like getting ready, getting up and rocking and rolling. And then, honestly, at this point in time, gauging the demand and kind of what our what our orders are going to be like for the day and then you know always making fresh beans always making fresh carnitas always perfecting wherever we can you know the first couple of weeks if you realized that she wanted to change the tomatoes and the tomato ensalada and changing those from like roma tomatoes to nice like sweet cherry tomatoes and, <laughs> nice you know, yeah i mean every day it's it's been an adventure i like that 
that yeah. that's yeah. amazing. Uh, now, can you guys share a particular memorable experience or an interaction that you've had over the past uh, what is it year or so? Not even that you all have been doing this. Can you? Is there one moment that? Uh, brought a bit of uh, comic relief or that was uh, particularly memorable for you all? Well, I'll go first, unless you have one. Okay. Um, the, the, you know, the, you know, I guess what I'm going to say is the reaction from, from people eating your food is always very powerful to sure. me and it's always unexpected. I, it's I always... I have to be honest with you guys. I've been living in this town and I love it for nine years. But like seeing five Venezuelan people getting out of a car, <laughs> <laughs> more than five or six Colombians or, or Latin Americans every day, different faces. Yeah. And it's been very amazing. Like the little, like the lack of, of community for the Latino, like I've been feeling in. Like, where did you guys have been? Like, <laughs> wow. Nice. Oh, I've been here for five years. Where? Where? <laughs> In Monrovia. What? <laughs> right. right. Well, the word sounds Amazing. like it's getting out. It, it's been a, a sense of community. I think it's been very, very amazing. Yeah. Like, that, that feeling of home and, like, talking, you know, in, in our crazy accents. And, like, hey. <laughs> I have a laugh and hugs and let me give you a big hug. And yeah. It's been very... Culture. Uh, the culture is, uh, is a spark. It is a spark, so it feels great. It awesome. Feels home. Yeah. That is great. Awesome. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Very cool. So I, I know you guys in the past have worked in some festivals, but um, what about 2024? Do you have any festivals you plan on working on this year? Well, we're definitely driving back to 16 hours to an amazing Chakori Hills. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that'll be the spring and the fall festival, or just the spring? We're going to do both festivals. Um, Very nice. And, uh, we're doing grassroots. We're doing port festival. Um, you know, I can I, I love, I have to do a shout out to my amazing Katie because she is rock and roll. And I love her from Silo. And, and I can wait to, I think... You know, I, I, I've been doing these festivals, but my favorite is Bars Festival. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, well, I love it. <laughs> well, I know that you guys have the, the spot here in Ithaca that you're kind of your, your, your home when you're not touring, right next to the Jewel Box. Uh, what is that address down there? Or how do you tell people how to get there? Oh, yes. Nikki Roof, she is amazing. I, I really am very thankful to her that she opened her doors to us and she opened her space to us. And... It's been very wonderful to be there. It's a 301 Taganok Boulevard. Um, she has this amazing, beautiful yearly store they called the yearly box. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's woman's own. And, you know, it is, it's been very powerful. It's, it's that corner. And we have our friend uh, Heidi right next to us that with Feel Good is a store uh, that has a little bit of everything, you know, there's a store that, that surprises you. And I, I'm very grateful to, to them because I use Heidi's uh, restroom because we are in a food truck. So we <laughs> right. have plan A and plan B. <laughs> That's right. So it's been, it's been very beautiful how to, to see us. Yeah, that is such a great yeah. spot down there. Um, I take my dog to the dog park every day, so I drive by uh, once or twice a day. 
And uh, it's really great that you guys have been there, uh, have that space opened, and um, I'll definitely be frequenting it as much as I can. And thank you guys. Yeah, I've not been there, so I'm excited to really come and check it out. Yeah, so me and Sean will definitely be down there next week. Um, I can't wait to feed you guys. That's my favorite thing. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you both very much. Uh, Good luck with everything. I know you guys are closed this week, but hoping to open up next week when we get a bit of a thaw. We're having our January thaw next week from the forecast that i'm seeing so we're looking forward to seeing you all next week and at the various festivals this summer so thank you both so much oh yeah, yeah. thanks guys our, to you guys and thank yeah. you for these great talking pleasure. with you guys we'll be there we'll be there all through the spring and summer so we look forward to seeing all your friends awesome awesome we'll see you soon i can't wait to see you guys right. have an amazing rest of your time thank you thank take you care guys. that was awesome i love this too two of my favorite people yeah so uh, we actually are doing something a little bit different today. Uh, we have our, we're trying to do an Instagram live and uh, uh, we have our friend Matt Gerbarg here helping out. And uh, we just realized halfway through this that none of the listeners could hear any of that phone call. So okay. I think we had maybe one viewer. It might have been man. Okay, <laughs> awesome. Well, we're gonna, those we'll are rookie it. numbers. We'll take it, we'll take those metrics. <laughs> Oh, actually, yeah, my friend from Buffalo. Yeah, my friend from Buffalo, Al, joined in briefly. He might still be here. Oh, he was here at some point. He was probably wondering why we were just sitting across from each other because he couldn't hear the interview. Uh (laughs) So, good stuff. And now, it's time for a segment we like to call The The Great Great Outdoors. Outdoors. (laughs) Great transition there. uh, Yeah, we're working on it. All right, so I'm excited for this, uh, as I am each week, but instead of profiling a local hiking spot, mm-hmm. you're going to tell us about a winter camping trip that you took yes. this past uh, weekend. And, you know, I've been hanging out with you for a while, so when you tell me you're going camping, I'm just like, oh, cool, sounds fun. Yeah. But I was telling a couple of my friends that you were going camping this weekend. Right. And last weekend, it was like single-digit temps, yes. high wind, snow. Yes. And my friends were like, oh, my gosh, this guy's crazy. Yes. And I thought about it for a second, and I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, this is crazy. So, yeah. uh, tell it's us, epic, um, tell us a little bit. Where did you Where did you go camping this past weekend? Uh, so I went camping um, in this place called Stewart Landing, which is in Adirondacks. Um, the c- closest town to it is called Stratford. Um, so it's about two and a half hours from here, from Ithaca. Okay, not too bad. If the weather is good, the weather was not good when I was leaving. It took me about almost four hours to get home. Okay. Um, but like to give you kind of like. Um, Kind of like location of where I was, it's like a an hour north of Utica, an hour and a half from like Syracuse. Um, so it was like um, more of like the the lower part of the Adirondacks. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, when we got there, it was still raining. Jeez. Um, it was like mid thirties, which is the horrible conditions because it's it's cold rain. Yeah. Which is worse than like snowy conditions. Yeah, I can't believe you guys kept driving. Like, I would have just turned around. Um, Were you optimistic I, that the weather was going to switch? So I was less optimistic than my friend Nick was. Um, when he left his house um, in the morning, it was pouring rain. This is like Queensbury. I go, dude, what's our exit strategy? Yeah. What if we get there and still crappy out? Yeah. He's like, we'll figure it out when we get there. I'm like, okay, we'll just drive there. Higher elevation. Okay, yeah, I was about north. to say. You were going, going further north, right. higher elevation, chances of it switching over to snow right. were good. It last that we saw that it was like supposed to be like noon when like the temperatures was supposed to like drop pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But when we got there it was still pouring out. So I go, Hey Nick, I'm sitting in my car for fifteen minutes. 
well, this rain like passes over or does something different. Yeah. And lo and behold, in 15 minutes, all that rain turned into snow. Yes. It was like a beautiful like snowfall. So I got out of my car and I was like, all right, I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah, we're going to do this. <laughs> we're going to do this. Had you been to this spot before or was this the first time? No, his big thing is that every time we do something, he wants to do like a new location. Okay. Because um, he'll find like locations for us mm-hmm. that are really, really cool. And I'm like, I want to go back there. Let's definitely go back there. Yeah. Um, but he's really about like just like the new experience. And how does he find them? Is he using Google Earth? Is he using an no, app? No, um, he gave me the website. It's like... Um, it's not the dirt, is it? No, I do know that though. Okay. <laughs> um, but the uh, the website he uses is it's more like um, um, it's con- people that like hike and camping spots contribute to it. Okay. So it's like updated, and you get like good good updated like um, pictures and locations. Okay. It's not like on the DC like website and being like this is like from like 1962. Right. Like, now did you guys camp next to your vehicle or did you hike out? Like, what was that like? Um. So where we camped was by this dam um where we parked our cars but the hike into where we um camped was probably maybe like 400 meters so it wasn't that far okay um there was a built-in fire pit nice there um any other infrastructure there there was an uh a privy an outhouse there okay cool uh, a nice one that's important we did not need need it <laughs> but it was there okay cool um but yeah it was a good, a good sized fire pit and uh we had all our equipment and like supplies from a car mm-hmm. so it really was not hard to like so you just tracked in uh how many trips did you have to take back and forth to get everything up there ah uh, probably three or four okay so not terrible no not terrible um, a lot of it was food we brought a lot of food okay because we knew that like being out in the cold like we'll, we'd be burning a lot of calories yeah um and did you guys bring your own firewood or we did to a certain extent thanks to you oh that's right yeah, yeah. you guys brought in some um, of that birch wood from those trees yeah. from my front yard yes which i call white gold okay <laughs> uh, i love birch wood <laughs> but you don't see birch wood uh trees in a lot of, a lot of spots yeah here's why i love birch wood because like the the um, the bark the, the it's like paper yeah um and it catches fire real quick really quickly mm-hmm. and you had a bunch at your house which yeah, you offered did. like uh, months matt ago matt here actually helped me chop those trees down along no with our friend dan so awesome <laughs> he knows exactly the wood okay. you're talking about yeah so yeah i confiscated a few trunks of that and um it definitely definitely helped out yeah right on that's good stuff yeah and did you end up splitting that wood or did you throw those logs on so those looks that you those logs that you gave me we just threw on okay um, there was a couple trees that we cut down that we did split. Okay. Um, but the nice thing about like when you don't split up a log is that it, it burns slow, slower. Yeah. Um, and and so that's kind of like what we we're going for too. Put a bunch of feeders on yeah. there to keep it going, right. and that's awesome. Now, tell me a little bit about your setup there. What did you guys do for food? What uh, what ingredients did you bring? How did you cook? <laughs> so this trip was a little different. Um, we had the steam of Russia. Okay. Because um, my friend Nick is like Russian Jewish okay. background, so we're, like we looked it up, like like what what do you like Russians eat? And I can't pronounce any of this stuff. Yeah. Um, but it, we had like a stew that had pierogies, uh, sausage, um, it was tomato based. Okay. And cabbage, it was, and that doesn't sound like too appetizing, but it was no, so it delicious. No, sounds delicious. Yeah. Um, we had uh, not everyone's a big fan, but we had uh, liver sandwiches. Okay. Um, I brought caviar and champagne. Oh, nice. I bought a bottle of uh, vodka that Happy we polished. Happy New Year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then 
There's another dish that we had, which is like Polish. Um, it's more of like a dessert dish. I can't pronounce it. Okay. Truski, truki. Okay. But it's like almost like fried dough. Oh, nice. Um, that was our breakfast. It was amazing. Yeah, that sounds delicious. Yeah, like it was like fried dough and then like um, like powdered sugar on it. Okay. It was like so good. And did you have any trouble getting the fire hot enough to boil that up and cook everything? Or no, luckily. Um, I was actually kind of worried because it had rained so much prior mm-hmm. um, that was like, thank goodness we brought our own wood, mm-hmm. the birch wood, but um, the fire stayed the whole evening, stayed the whole night, and when we woke up the next morning, the fire was still going, which was crazy because it was, it had rained so much the day before and it was so windy. It was like 30, 40 mile power winds there. Jeez, dude. You're an animal. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, it was like one of the most fun trips I've had. And my friend Nick and I, we've definitely like hiked and camped in like really cold weather conditions. But mm-hmm. technically, that was our first winter camping. Okay, very cool. So I would totally do it again. And do you guys have any uh, trips planned currently? Did you guys like like pencil anything in? Do you have a no, certain target? No, it was target? funny. We were like texting each other like this week. Um, we're just like, I have like this like... Uh, like withdrawal right <laughs> I'm like, I'm like back to work and like I'm like what's our next trip what what what, what can we do to top that off because i was like almost fun we've had yeah right on yeah dude that sounds like a great time um i would love to get out and do some winter camping at some point i think my winter camping would probably not be in quite the conditions you guys did maybe i'd be looking for like a nice dry yeah 45 degree uh <laughs> low <laughs> yeah or something along those lines but no it's it's definitely um you have to have the right gear and then some yeah um because not to turn people off but like you're you're basically like one decision or one whatever of like it being like a horrible experience a horrible night right yeah yeah so whenever nick and i like plan these camping trips we're like what's our exit strategy yeah you know and what was your exit strategy sleep in your car hike down the hill and sleep, sleep in, in the car. cars yeah, yeah sleep in the car yeah. there you go <laughs> whatever it takes right well good stuff um man this was a lot of fun um i'm really glad that you went on that trip and you're able to tell us about it uh super excited about the shows that are coming up over the next couple of weeks uh, very grateful to Ixie and Russ for coming on the show today yeah. and telling us about Ixie's Arepas. Uh, definitely check them out on Instagram. They're at Ixie's Arepas. Uh, if you haven't followed us already, be sure to do so. We're on Instagram as well, uh, um, the Pulse of Ithaca. And we'd like to thank everyone for listening. We know that you have a lot of different uh, ways to spend your time, so it means a lot that you've taken the time to listen to our shows. Uh, we are available on all major platforms. So we're on Spotify, we're on Apple, we're on Podcast Attic, pretty much anyone that you can think of. If there's a platform that you're on that we're not, please let us know and we'll make sure that we're there. Um, if you've got an event or a story or a favorite business you want us to cover, please reach out to us on social media. We'd love to hear from you. So until next time, keep your finger on the pulse of Ithaca and make the most of this amazing place we call home. Take care, everyone.